In the darkness of winter, a celebration comes along to lighten homes and moods. This is a Hanukkah extravaganza from Colorado Matters. There are many reasons this holiday matters to singer Julie Geller. One is pride, pride in who you are, and the second is miracles. Hanukkah is our holiday of miracles, and they didn't only happen in ancient days, they still happen today all around us. In Ossie Slotik's family, the glow of Hanukkah persisted even as they fled the Nazis. They used one candle at a time and then they moved it from one place to the other. Ah, that's how they celebrated the different nights. That's all the candles we had, you know? Plus, banjo player Jamie Stone on the only Hanukkah tune his family sings. The song dates back to the 13th century. It was an old folk song that collected all these, you know, Jewish lore and history and then eventually got connected to Hanukkah, but only like a hundred years ago. We are so grateful to our members, donors, and sponsors. You are such an important part of the work we do here every day. CPR News, CPR Classical, Indy 1023, Denverite, and KRCC in Southern Colorado wouldn't be possible without you. Thank you for being a part of the Colorado Public Radio family. And on behalf of listeners all over Colorado, thank you for your support. This is Colorado Matters from CPR News and KRCC. I'm Ryan Warner. Tonight is the first night of Hanukkah. This hour, light the shamash with us, the most prominent candle on the menorah that ignites all the others. And in that bright space, enjoy an hour of music and conversation about the Jewish Festival of Lights, compiled from our previous holiday extravaganzas. We'll begin with our first holiday special, recorded in CPR's performance studio in 2016. I was joined by father and daughter Hal and Annie Aqua. Hal fronts a Denver band called The Lost Tribe. Annie plays violin in it, and you could describe their music as nouveau klezmer, so a contemporary take on traditional Jewish music. Hal, Annie, welcome to this Colorado Matters holiday music special. Thanks, Ryan. Hal, tell us briefly about klezmer music for those who are uninitiated. Klezmer is um, basically Eastern European Jewish party music. It's for celebrations. That's what we do. Celebrate whenever possible. And Hanukkah would be one of those times? That would be a good time. Okay. What other music might um, Klezmer include? In other words, are there influences that in, I don't know, more recent years it has been infused with? Sure, yeah. Um, definitely jazz. When, uh, when Klezmer came from Europe to America, it was both an influence to and uh, an influence, it was influenced by uh, early American jazz. Uh, there, you hear uh, kind of gypsy music in it from uh, from its time in Europe, um, and then we we try to ramp it up with all kinds of uh, contemporary grooves as well. Hal, I love that you're so musical that even when we're talking, you have to strum your guitar. Oh, was that me? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to perform live for us, and why don't you tell us about the song before you do? So this is uh, a children's song called uh, Hanukkah, Oi Hanukkah in Yiddish. Uh, most American Jewish Kids know it in English, but we're going to do a, uh, a little bit of the original uh, Yiddish version. Lovely. And then we'll talk to you and your daughter, Annie, afterwards. Go ahead. In fear.
Alle Nachten drehlich spellen mir. So der heiße Lattes essen mit dem Schirr. Die Schwinde sind Kinder, die Chanukka lichten an. Sagt da Hanisim, Leugat, Fardenisim, Lumber, alle tanzen in Town. Hey! Sagt da Hanisim, Leugat, Fardenisim, Lumber, alle tanzen in Town. Lovely. So that's Hal Aqua and his daughter, Annie. They're coming over to our interview table. And uh, boy, it's hard not to be happy when you play that song, isn't it? Yeah, I try, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Annie, uh, does that song bring up memories from Hanukkah's of, of your childhood? Yeah, um, I always like to think about the um, lighting the menorah lyrics. Um, have a lot of great memories from... Um, massive family parties lighting, you know, 10 menorahs. And if it's at the end of Hanukkah, there might be like 80 candles lit at once. So that's always a little bit dangerous, but a lot of fun. Yes, fire hazard and fun mm-hmm. as well. What what memories do you have, Hal, of uh, Hanukkahs? Well, uh, fire as well um, and danger. I like to think of uh, of latkes when I think of Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. The latkes are uh, traditional fried potato pancakes with onions. And uh, there's kind of um, danger in... Uh, in making latkes, they're, uh, you got to make a lot of them at a time, and you have to get every burner on the stove going with hot oil and uh, a couple of um, you know extra electric skillets going. So it's kind of a macho thing. It's about as macho as Jewish guys get <laughs> is making latkes. Sort of your version of barbecuing, I guess? Yeah, it's, okay. it's very primal. Yeah, it's, uh, does your smoke alarm go off when you're... It does, it oh. does. And then the uh, the kitchen smells like latkes for the next... Uh, pr- pretty much until Passover, which is in the spring. Hanukkah endures in that mm-hmm. regard. Uh, I remember getting sick on latkes as a kid. I'm uh, sorry to hear well, that. The, the, the oil is really intense. Like You, you can only have so many of them, Annie. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I can have probably a dozen at least. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I want to ask a little bit more about what latkes represent, because they're a symbol too, aren't they? Legend is that, uh, after the, um, temple was retaken by the, the Maccabees, the ancient, uh, Hebrews from the, the Greeks, there was no oil to light the, um, ceremonial lamps. Uh, so there was, there was enough oil left, uh, for, for one night and the, the miracle that the rabbis told, uh, and, and after that period was that the, uh, Oil lasted for eight eight nights, eight days, so that's why we light eight candles. Thanks to both of you for coming on and performing for us. Happy Hanukkah, Hag Sameach. Happy holidays. Thanks so much. Thank right? you. Hal and Annie Aqua talking latkes and klezmer with me in 2016. Hanukkah celebrates light and liberation. 
The liberation part is especially important for Ossi Slotik of Denver. As a kid, he survived the Holocaust and went on to become a successful folk musician. Ossi joined me on stage at DU's Newman Center in 2019 for the fourth annual Holiday Extravaganza. In a few minutes, we'll hear a song he co-wrote for Hanukkah, performed by the Young Voices of Colorado's Crescendo Choir. All 15 singers are excitedly waiting backstage. I got to meet some of them before the show. But first, ladies and gentlemen, Ossie Slotik. Hello. Have a seat in our living room. You are originally from Czechoslovakia. And you grew up in a home filled with music, I understand. Yes. My father was a very famous violinist and composer also in the city of Prešov in Slovakia. And he taught me about music when I was very young. That's how I started. So this Hanukkah song is about when you were a little boy. You escaped to the wilderness with your family during the Holocaust. And you actually celebrated Hanukkah in those conditions. How did you observe the holiday at the same time that you were fleeing the Nazis? Well, uh, you know, I grew up in a religious home, and would you believe that when we were escaping the mountains of Slovakia, the Tatar Mountains, to hide from the Nazis, my mom took Sabbath candles with her to the mountains. My father took his uh, prayer book, and every Friday night, they would practice the traditions of the religion. So in addition to all the other things that we were carrying with us into the mountains, they took their religious items with them. They had a menorah, a Hanukkah? Yes, yes. Wow. And the way it was done is that uh, they used one candle at a time and then they moved it from one place to the other. Ah. That's how they celebrated the different nights. That's all the the candles we had, you know? Well, and of course, it actually very much mirrors the story of Hanukkah itself, right? Making the most of a little. That's right. Yeah. You know. You co-wrote this song, Eight Nights. Eight Nights. With Linda Carney. Yes. Why don't we listen to the Young Voices of Colorado sing what you wrote, Eight Nights. Eight Nights. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, celebrate
15 members of Young Voices of Colorado with Eight Nights, co-written by our guest Ossie Sladek and Linda Carney. Thanks, Ossie, and Chag Sameach. Happy holidays. Thank you so much. I appreciate you inviting an old man with gray hair, you know. It's not, <laughs> uh, it's, I'm, I'm, you know, I appreciate it very much. I appreciate you too. One of our state's oldest synagogues is in the southern Colorado mining town of Trinidad, a red brick building that dates back to 1889. Not long ago, it was named one of Colorado's most endangered places. Today, it's on the cusp of becoming a national historic landmark. And there's another turning point to mention. Its rabbi is retiring. So is its cantor, its singer, that just so happens to be the same guy. Let's give an extravagant welcome to Rabbi Dr. Rob Lenick. What does it feel like to step inside Temple Aaron? You feel like you're stepping into a stream of history and consciousness for the tens of thousands of people that have worshipped in that humble space since the congregation started back in 1883. You can feel the presence. You can feel the light, actually, emanating from inside that very beautiful place. Are there particular architectural details or maybe quirks that stand out to you? Well, the inside and the outside of the building have remained unchanged throughout this entire time, and all the original ritual objects are there. There's a beautiful spire on the top of the building sitting on top of a hill, and all the original woodwork is there, hmm. including the piping for the original oil lamps that used to operate inside the sanctuary. It's been updated since then. It has been uh -huh. updated, yes. But the building still needs some TLC, doesn't it? It does. In fact, we just obtained a new boiler so we could actually have activities in the winter. <laughs> and that was an exciting accomplishment. And the roof needs to be worked on after all these years. But you know what? Those are just on the surface. The inside to all of us, is just perfect. If I were to name Jewish cities in the United States, <laughs> Trinidad, Colorado, <laughs> it wouldn't be, you know, in the top 3,000. This is true. Tell me about why Temple Aaron is in Trinidad. Well, when the movement to the West was taking place, there was a great railroad crossing to the southern Rocky Mountains through Trinidad, Colorado. Mm. There was a large Jewish community there at that time. In fact, the first mayor of Trinidad was a Jewish gentleman. Mm. And then they formed a congregation, a Jewish congregation, and they acquired a cemetery, and then they, for a number of years, had a Jewish school and had wonderful interfaith relationships around the community of Trinidad and eventually built their building. And what's an amazing story is when the building was dedicated, a number of the churches in town were there back in 1889. And that spirit of being together as one community has prevailed to this very day. To this day. 
Rabbi Dr. Rob Lenick speaking with me at our holiday extravaganza last year. He'd retired from Temple Aaron in Trinidad, one of Colorado's oldest synagogues. Now 134, the shul is on the cusp of becoming a national historic landmark. We'll put more ch in Hanukkah after a break. This is Colorado Matters from CPR News. Light one candle for the strength that we need to never become our own foe. Oh, light one candle for those who are suffering a pain we learned so long ago. Oh, light one candle for all we believe in. Let anger not tear us apart. Light one candle to bind us together with peace as a song in our hearts. Don't let the light go out It's lasted for so many years Don't let the light go out Let it shine through our love and our tears If you go looking for the small town of Yerevan, Colorado, you'll have a hard time finding it because it disappeared a few decades ago after being built for a very specific purpose. They had to black out their windows at night. There were guards on each end of town, and you only went into town if you had a reason. Read the story from Colorado Wonders at CPR.org. Made possible in part by the Colorado Health Foundation. The sun goes down so early this time of year, six in the evening can feel like the middle of the night. But Hanukkah, the Jewish festival of lights, pierces through the darkness. Let's return to holiday extravaganzas gone by, this time from 2018 at the Newman Center in Denver. So I'm the son of a Jewish father and a Lutheran mother who converted to Judaism. And growing up, our house had a menorah and a Christmas tree. I mean, I I can say when I was little, I didn't give much thought to that blend, except that I got way more presents, I think, than most other kids. But I remember my first day of Hebrew school. It's an initial step towards your bar mitzvah. And the teacher asked us to go around and say our favorite holiday. (laughs) I'm sure that the other kids in the class answered Purim or Rosh Hashanah, but I blurted out Christmas. And it was an awkward moment. Denver singer-songwriter Julie Geller was inspired by a Hebrew prayer traditionally recited this time of year. She is joined by guitarist Ben Cohen for an original Hanukkah Lasted for eight days 
Well, it lasted for eight nights. Then open up your eyes. Yes, open up your eyes to the miracles of life that are in our sight. Yes, the miracles of life, they are in our sight. So come on, say it loud. Come on, say it proud. This is who I am. Yes, this is who I am. Cause in these darkest hours, it's easy to become afraid. So let's shine a billion lights to illuminate the way. Let's shine a billion lights to illuminate the way. Ve'al haburkan, al hagvurot, ve'al hatishuot, ve'al hamilchamot, she'asit alavoteinu. Bayamim ha'hem, bazma'an hazeh. So thank you for these miracles. Thank you for these lights. Thank you for the ones we love. Oh, they help us burn so bright. And we pray for the day to come when love will light our way, when love will be the answer each and every day. Yes, love is the answer each and every day. Ve'al haburkan, al haburot, ve'al hatishuot, ve'al hamilchamot, she'asit alavoteinu, bayamim ha'hem, bazma'an hazem, bayamim ha'hem, bazma'an Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Thank you so much. Sit on our couch. Thank you. I think that Jews in particular are so grateful for a Hanukkah song that isn't the dreidel song. Yes, yes, yes. It's so nice to have that original. That's yours. Yes. Uh, it is based, I understand, on the traditional prayer, Al-Hanisim, recited during Hanukkah. And it says, we thank you for the miracles, the salvation, the mighty deeds, the victories, and the battles, the wonders you performed for our ancestors in those days at this time. What does this song mean to you? What does this time of year mean to you? I find Hanukkah to be actually a very deep experience for me. And there are two themes I try to tease out in the song. One is pride, pride in who you are. And that's a theme of Hanukkah because we put our, our menorah, our candelabras in the window. And Jews have not historically been the majority culture. So to do that act is an act of pride, of saying this is who I am. 
So for me, that's, to me as a Jew, but for every single person on earth, whatever their background is, to have pride in who they are. And the second is miracles. Hanukkah is our holiday of miracles. And they didn't only happen in ancient days, they still happen today all around us. Do you think that's true? In other words, I, I look at the miracles, you know, in the Old Testament, and I think that's, that's of another age. Where do you see miracles when you look around? So I did another Hanukkah song called I Believe in Miracles. And for the video, I asked people to send me pictures of themselves holding up signs of their miracles. And can I tell you a couple of them? Uh, please. One is, had a heart attack in Times Square and resusc- was resuscitated by a total stranger. That to me is a miracle, a 42-year-old man walking with his family, and he's perfectly fine today. So that to me is a modern-day miracle. Another one was a couple holding up a sign that said, was told by many doctors we could never have a baby, and here's our baby. Now, you said earlier the, the pride that comes with Hanukkah and displaying your Judaism to your neighbors. How do you feel about doing that right now? I feel comfortable doing it. Um, I, I don't know that I represent all Jews when I say that, and certainly not all Jews in America or even around the world. There will be a menorah in your window, in other words. Absolutely. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having and me. And sharing your talents. Denver singer-songwriter Julie Geller with Ben Cohen of Denver on guitar. It's Colorado banjo player Jamie Stone. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Ryan. Jamie, Hanukkah must be a treat for you. I don't know many other musicians in Colorado who love blending the old and the new quite like you do. And you've brought a pianist, Paul Fowler. Nice to see you, Paul. Paul's with the music program at Naropa University. And you guys are going to reach way back with a Hanukkah classic, Rock of Ages.
I heard what you did there. That was a sly transition, Jamie Stone. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And then that Hanukkah classic, Rock of Ages. Uh, what would be the connection there to you, Jamie? Well, it turns out that a lot of uh, American classic Christmas songs were actually composed by Jewish composers in the 40s and 50s. Um, yeah, Irving Berlin wrote White Christmas, and Mel Torme wrote Chestnuts Roasting. So, you know, there's some connection. This song, Rock of Ages, often gets sung after the candle lighting at Hanukkah. What else can you tell us about what this song means to you or this time of year means to you? Yeah, well, I found out um, just recently that actually the song dates back to the 13th century. It was an old folk song um, that slowly, you know, collected all these, uh, you know, Jewish lore and history and then uh, eventually got connected to Hanukkah, but only like 100 years ago. So um, oh. it's, a, it's a very old song. Um, but this was like the only Hanukkah song that we sang in my family. And I, I had this very clear memory, um, but an unreliable memory of my grandmother singing it. And, and so, you know, when you guys called to see if I could uh, come up with a Hanukkah song, I, I called my grandmother and I had this sort of like very romantic idea that she would sing me something on the phone and then I would like learn it again wistfully from my childhood. And, and she adamantly refused to sing, um, <laughs> told me she couldn't carry a tune and never had. So apparently she had hid behind the rest of the family while we sang um, and was just kind of like the conductor. And uh, I even tried to like appeal to her sense of history and I said, you know, this will be so great and I'll teach it to my children and they'll teach it to their children. Maybe we'll have a recording of it forever and nothing, nothing worked. She's like a, a very stalwart 90-something-year-old. Uh, um, <laughs> so I went out on my own and, 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 you know. Well, I'm sorry we couldn't hear her. Yeah. Boulder singer-songwriter Jamie Stone with Paul Fowler on the piano. A gem there from 2017. And our Hanukkah extravaganza continues with a holiday original from the Western Slope. I'm Ryan Warner. You're with Colorado Matters from CPR News and KRCC. On Hanukkah Lights, listen to some of our favorite holiday stories from over the years. I'm Murray Horwitz. I'm Susan Stamberg. These are Hanukkah stories of friendship, humor, and romance to brighten the dark winter nights ahead. We all need a little more light in our lives these days. Don't we? So, join us for Hanukkah Lights from NPR. Friday night at 9, and again Sunday evening at 8, on CPR News and KRCC. Each year, we infuse the holidays with music, memories, light, and even a little laughter. Our holiday extravaganza is now an eight-year tradition, a variety show brimming with Colorado talent. And here, at the start of Hanukkah, we're listening back to our favorite segments about the Jewish Festival of Lights. In 2021, we returned to the stage after COVID forced our live event to go remote the year before. We are recording this show in Denver, where our next guest used to live, but singer-songwriter Liat calls Colorado's Western Slope home now, specifically Palisade. That has been a culture change, but then again, so was moving to Colorado in the first place. After meeting her future husband in the forest. In the forest. In the forest. Liat, welcome. Thank you for having me. You are originally from the East Coast. Yes, Jersey. A deck, Jersey. Jersey. Oh, we got some Jersey over here. Okay. <laughs> it's the biggest applause Jersey's ever gotten. I'm actually surprised. Yeah. A decade ago, you were on a cross-country road trip. Yes. 
when you met a guide. Set the scene for us. So actually, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I was, I went whitewater rafting and uh, we were, I was with my two best friends and we were flirting with the Wa wa the whitewater rafting guides, and uh, they invited us camping in the middle of the forest, and we said yes. So, <laughs> talk about uh, free spirit, let's just say that. So, uh, we just went up there that same night, and it was in the middle of nowhere. It was dispersed camping, if you know what that is. It's not even a campsite. Okay. It's just in the middle of the forest. Of the forest. In Idaho Springs. And he was there, and I was there, and it was a full moon, and that's it. And that's it. That's it. And the rest. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk about what else happened that night. But <laughs> it's a family show, Leon. It's a family show. <laughs> you lived in Denver for a time, as I said. What drew you to Palisade? Well, we were actually supposed to get married there, and then COVID hit. And instead of getting married, we used the money to invest in a house in Palisades. So instead of getting married there, we now live there. Okay. <laughs> this was a destination wedding that really became a permanent destination. Destination, yes. Okay. You are going to perform an original song for us. Yes. Inspired by the light. Uh, I'll mention that you're Jewish. And of course, the light is a, a symbol of Hanukkah. So tell us about the tune before we hear it. Sure, yeah, so actually, you're the one that put the idea, I've never written a holiday song, and you put that idea into my head that you should write a Hanukkah song and a winter song put together. Hmm. And I talked with, so I have a new co-writer that I love to write with, her name is Emily Feda. She lives in Mexico, so we Zoom write together, and we came up with it in 20 minutes, that's how it is. Like, we're just like straight download. We call it the download. The download. The download, straight download. Um, and we wrote a song, and it's called We're Coming Home. And it's like my new faith. Yay. It's my new faith. We're yeah. coming home. We're coming home. I'm excited to hear it. Yes. Take it away. Okay, I will. Would you like to hear it? Giving us hope 
Palisade singer-songwriter Liat performing her Hanukkah original, We're Coming Home. And we'll light the final candle on this Colorado Matters Hanukkah extravaganza after a break. This is CPR News. The holidays are a time to be together with the people you care about and to honor the loved ones you've lost. I'm CPR reporter Stina Sieg. For an upcoming story, I want to hear about your holiday traditions that help keep alive family and friends who've passed on. Leave me a message with your name, town, and phone number at 303-871-9191, extension 4480. Composer Ofer Benamotz describes himself as an archaeologist of melodies. He studied music in Germany and Switzerland and has taught at Colorado College in Colorado Springs since 1994. His award-winning compositions draw on folk music while weaving in contemporary threads. Ben Amatz told us about the first instrument he learned to play. I grew up in Israel when everyone, when we start elementary school, everyone gets a recorder, a little wooden recorder, and that was my very first instrument. So um, this was the first, and then we suddenly had a piano at home. So I started piano. My mother was my first piano teacher, and then I continued in the conservatory. I was exposed to many cultural, uh, many diverse uh, sorts of uh, music, either it was Bulgarian music in Bulgarian or Ladino music, which came from my mother's family. 
some Arabic music, and of course a lot of Israeli, Ashkenazi, and other Sephardic music that I um, was exposed to. Of course, like anybody else, I was also influenced by the Beatles and by uh, American pop, and so I grew up listening to everything. He says Hanukkah was an indulgent time when he was a kid. Because for eight days you just keep eating all these goodies and you light the candles and it's a very happy sort of a holiday. So yeah, it's a big, big thing in Israel. And especially because you get a long uh, break from school. For our 2020 holiday extravaganza, Ben Amatz shared a piece of music he'd written during the pandemic lockdown. The title is La Serena in Spanish or Judeo-Spanish. La Serena is the siren or the mermaid. That's basically it. And it's a folk song. It's a very old folk song from Spain, which remained a part of the cultural legacy of Jews who were expelled from Spain in 1492. So they maintained this ballad for many, many years, and over the years they added more and more verses to it. It's a very beautiful, haunting kind of melody, and I heard it even as a child when my mother would sing me some songs, like a lullaby. This song has been specifically uh, used as a lullaby, and it rolled in my ears for many, many years, and I uh, decided to compose it exactly when we were all locked up. The text is about a locked-in princess or a girl in a tower in the middle of the sea and she's waiting for somebody to come and save her and all the sailors they go with the boat they want to help her they want to come and be with her they want to save her so i think that that subconsciously somehow the situation enticed me to complete the song and create the variations on that one
An excerpt of La Serena, composed by Ofer Benamats, performed in 2020 by Colorado College artist-in-residence Susan Grace at Packard Music Hall in Colorado Springs. And with that, we snuff this Hanukkah special, assembled from our previous Colorado Matters holiday extravaganzas. This year's tapes tonight, and you can listen to it on air and in our podcast starting Monday the 18th. With special thanks to Michael Hughes, I'm Ryan Warner. Lahitra Oat. See you later. You're with CPR News and KRCC.